0: Hello and welcome to Keeping It Real, where we're going to dive into the mysterious world of plastic surgery. My name's Alex, and each episode I'm sitting down with the respected surgeons Dr Richard Bloom and Dr Kim Taylor from Re Plastic Surgery, and we're going to ask all the hard questions that you want the answers to.
1: Most are not coming in and saying, I want to look like Posh Spice or Pamela Anderson.
2: And so it can be quite life-changing for them, and... Um, we see improvements in their self-esteem, their confidence.
1: If someone's had good work done, then no, I don't.
2: I don't believe it is obvious. If you're having a breast augmentation, you know you don't want to be going to the plastic surgeon who does road trauma.
0: Plastic surgery is becoming more accepted by society. But unfortunately, there is still people out there that shame people that get plastic surgery. So today, Dr. Bloom and Dr. Taylor are going to discuss with us what surgery shaming looks like and why people do it. Welcome, Kim and Richard. Hi, Alex. Hi, Alex. Tell us who the main culprits are when it comes to plastic surgery shaming.
2: Look, like with everything, Alex, there are negative people in the world So, it's not really a specific group, I I don't think, but probably the the people where we hear it from the most, I would say, and Kimi might have a different view, it's women who maybe for for whom plastic surgery hasn't gone as well as it might have, hasn't met their expectations, either because they're unrealistic to start with, but often because they've chosen the wrong surgeon, maybe the wrong surgeon for them, maybe someone who isn't, isn't experienced in that technique or as we've discussed, meantime isn't isn't trained properly, so they be, tend to then become you know quite negative about the the whole process for no for the for reasons uh, where it's probably you know partly their fault where they've just chosen the wrong person or chosen the wrong um, procedure. Um, apart from that, um, I, Kim, I'm not sure. Do you think there's other groups as well?
1: Yeah, I. I think that's probably um, true, but also I think um, sometimes other women. So um, women tend to be the worst judges of other women, and it's not just in relationship to plastic surgery, but you hear this as well from um, women that are on maternity leave, or if you know they, they're choosing to do different things in terms of how they return back to work, or um, care for their kids, or breastfeed, or don't breastfeed. So I think often women are the the biggest. Um, Pickers of um, other women, and um, sometimes it's just a lack of understanding of motivations. Um, and I've I have had um, you know friends even sort of say judgy things before about um, potential pr- procedures that um, some of our patients may have. And when you actually sit down and then sort of explain, um, you know, this is why someone wants to go through something. Say, you know, for example. Um, you know, a friend would say, "Oh, you know, breast augmentation—like, you know—that's a terrible operation to do to a patient." And you know, why would any woman ever want to go through that? But if you, you know, then sort of say, "Look, you know, these these patients sometimes um, don't go to the swimming pool, or they don't go to the beach, and they don't want to interact with their kids because they feel like in a bikini or in bathers they look like a male." Or when you explain it from the the patient that you know, that's wanting that sort of procedure and what their motivations are, sometimes it does um, then the rest of the uh, conversation kind of, oh yeah, okay, I'd never thought about it from that point of view. And again, sometimes it's just that assumption that, you know, plastic surgery is all for the rich and famous and to that people are wanting to look ridiculous and over the top. Whereas, um, you know, that patient that I was just describing in that example before just wants to look like a woman, and wants to look natural to be able to wear a bikini and go to the beach. She doesn't want to stand out um, for being too big or too small.
0: And so you gave an example there about how this happens between friends in person. Does a lot of the shaming happen on in one-on-one conversations or is it more online that you see it? Uh, you'd probably have to ask our patients the
1: answer to some that question. Um, I, I'm not entirely sure. I think it probably happens... Um, Across the board, so um, you know, there's plenty of our patients that um, wouldn't would only tell their husband or their partner or their their parents that they were having something done for fear of what um, friends or other people might say or judge them. Um, there are certainly you know online trolls, and, and again, <laughs> across the board for all sorts of things that hide behind their their keyboard. Um, for me, it's more of a you know conversation that I have had with. With friends about you know what I do for a job rather than you know me having the surgery myself so I haven't really lived through that journey to have that experience um yeah Richard might have other stories from patients that have told him maybe
2: yeah I mean I think it's 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 off the people who who are being critical often as Kim said they they don't understand the motivation they think it's around narcissism and vanity and things like that but it's it's more around a, a an and effort to become sort of more uh, normal and sometimes as simple as being able to wear clothes that they, they like wearing or to um, uh, get rid of back pain or to be able to play sport and feel comfortable um, and, and the, the patients who are doing it for the wrong patients and for the wrong reasons and other patients we actually want to be operating on anyway so we tend not to maybe see them as much
0: Do you find that some of your patients are less likely to go on the journey or they need a little bit of encouragement because of the shaming that they do encounter?
2: No, quite the opposite. I think patients who are coming to see us generally have had contact with our practice or with previous patients and feel very empowered with their decision. They usually, if they get to the point of having a consultation with us, then They've kind of made that leap already, and and are confident in making the decision to have surgery. Otherwise, you know there wouldn't be much point in having a consultation. So, um, yeah, we're not we we don't really get to see that. It's more what you you hear uh, or see on social media, as Kim's mentioned.
1: And also, like we are not going to be, you know, talking someone into having surgery. Like, you know, when I see someone for a consultation, it's a a two-way exchange of information. And you know, this is this is an operation that I could perform for you to achieve these results, Um, if. You know, you're a suitable patient for that. You know, that's kind of how I end the conversation. It's not like um, you know, you you have to make a commitment to that, um, and then yeah, it's up to them to decide whether they um, wish to go through with it or not. So, you know, we're not in the you know the business of um, trying to upsell or to sell people um, something that they they're not confident that. That's what they actually want, um, and the door is open to see see patients that are, you know, on the fence but think they want something to come back and have second or third consultations if
0: required. For most people, when they are getting surgery, would you say that the shaming is really obvious, or is it sometimes more subtle?
2: Oh no, it can be. It can be subtle. So just you know, just. Um and i mean obviously the online stuff's not very subtle that can be quite in your face uh, but uh, i've certainly heard it in more casual conversations where uh people making sort of just judgy decision uh, comments you know why would you want to do that or maybe someone who has small breasts talking to someone who has larger breasts who is wanting to have a reduction and don't really understand the the, the the motivation is not to have no breasts but to get rid of back pain and um to be able to wear a, wear a bra and sort of that misunderstanding and so you know you know i i, I don't have any breasts and you know i can't understand why you'd want to do that um but uh so yeah it, it, like i think the in-person stuff from friends and things can be a little bit more subtle um but um the good thing is it, it's pretty much i don't think it's 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 never really partners so I don't think it's boyfriends or or husbands maybe occasionally from um, parents who again don't maybe understand what the issues are and maybe you know mums who haven't been through it or maybe went through it and made the decision uh, not not to have the surgery but you definitely see the other ways as well where um, mothers often large breasts can be hereditary and mothers either didn't do it and and live with a life of you know a lot of back pain and neck pain or did do it and it was the best thing they ever did
1: yeah I think that um, what I find is that most most people actually end up having a very very supportive network around them once they um, you know open up to people and explain why what their motivations are so I think um, whilst there are the the snide comments sometimes that often you know people come in with um, very supportive um, you know may even be one or two people around them uh, but um, they, they do generally have support with uh, what they're going planning to go through.
0: If someone is coming to you and they really do want to have the surgery so you're not pressuring them but they're a little bit worried about how to approach friends and family to tell them, what are some of the suggestions that you have for someone that is definitely going on the journey but um, just wants a little bit of help? Yeah,
1: just to be open and honest and explain the reasons of why they're considering um, what they're wanting to have done. So um, using tummy tuck for an example, I would say, in a, in a a mother who's had, say, three or four kids and has spent a lot of her time, um, you know, being Pregnant and raising their young children, but has quite debilitating muscle damage and loose skin that they can't get rid of with diet and exercise because it's loose skin. It doesn't it doesn't tone up on its own, um, and so for them to be explaining to their friends and family the reasons why they're wanting to have surgery is to, you know, it's it's multifactorial, but um, it's it's not purely about appearance but it's about function which is a lot of these operations are are not ever purely aesthetic they've got many many components to them um, and and psychological is is a significant one as well so um you know even if that is the pure reason if someone's so unhappy um, with their appearance that's um, and and it's something that um, can can be fixed then um you know i, th- I think most of the uh, our patients have um once they explain that to the, those that are around them they they get on board and are supportive
0: in extreme examples which is probably not so much within families but more of the online situation would you say sometimes it's not shaming it's just outright bullying
2: um it, it can be um yeah, you know, people. I mean, there there are certain people who are just against sort of any change to someone's body, um, but I, I think it more comes out of ignorance rather than actively bullying. Um, I think once, as Kim was just saying, once people understand the the issues that uh, and the concerns that these women are facing, then. Uh, they, they become um, supporters rather than, um, you know, bullies. I think that would be a bit uncommon and, and pretty nasty really because some of these symptoms can be pretty significant and to deny someone getting that fixed or sorted, um, you, you know, is very unreasonable. Um, and I'm not sure why it's different for that compared to sort of if you want to get your knee replaced or... Um, some other sort of – or your gallbladder taken out. Um, there is – or, or as we've talked about many times, you know, there is sometimes some stigma associated with plastic surgery for reasons that don't necessarily make sense.
1: And I think the other cohort of the, um, of the world that probably get the most bullying and shaming are the celebrities. So, you know, magazines are always like, um, you know, trying to find – terrible images of someone to shame them and to, you know, grab headlines really. And so I think – you know the the celebs are the ones that um, you know probably do it the toughest in terms of being criticised um, from all sorts of angles uh, all the time, and you know I guess we even we we did a podcast on that too, so we weren't um, shaming, but we were uh, discussing good and good and bad uh, plastic surgery. I think was kind of the theme to
2: that.
0: Richard, do people ever try to hide the fact that they're getting surgery or that they've had surgery to avoid? Being shamed?
2: I think it's pretty hard to, it's going to be pretty hard to hide because obviously you're going to hospital and then you've got a recovery period. So you're going to be out of action and maybe miss, you know, miss some time from work and miss family events and things like that. Not that it's such a long time. So you possibly could. I mean, I had a younger patient last week. Uh, I think she was 18 or 19 and she was wanting to have a, a breast reduction. And the first thing I asked her was, you know, do your parents know? And I really encouraged her to have that conversation beforehand. I think Kim would do the same. You know, Sort of anyone probably uh, below 20, you, you'd always, and even in their low 20s, you'd you definitely want uh, their family members on board. So I'd always discourage that to try and um, hide it. And the reality is with this surgery, even the trying to get a natural look, as we we're always talking about, um, The people close to you are going to notice. Um, When we say natural, it's not that it's going to be invisible to your family and friends, it's that strangers that you meet down the street are not going to notice. So uh, it's going to be pretty hard to hide if you have a breast augmentation or a breast reduction. Tummy tuck may be a little bit easier, but they're probably, in general, a a slightly older cohort. So, again, they're going to have family members who – are going to be relying on them it's going to be pretty hard to hide unless you have the capability of disappearing for two months
0: and saying you've just lost some weight it's not really a good idea
2: no and you do need that support and particularly you know if you're in hospital um and then you go home and you need some help at home uh it's good to have at least some people on board for doing that 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 said i mean i think also um for people wanting to maintain their privacy it's it's certainly as long as you've got some close supports, uh, you definitely don't need to be broadcasting that. It's a very, very private uh, decision to make and just a private procedure to go through. Uh, and for all but the very closest family, there's, there's no need to share that journey. I,
1: I do have one story of a patient just recently who um, didn't tell me until after her surgery that she was – I'd already done a breast reduction on her last year and she's coming in for a tummy tuck this year and um, she told her husband that she was just getting a um, belly button hernia fixed, and, and she didn't tell me that he didn't know until after the surgery. So I go in there to see her post-op, and the, the husband's actually in the room, and I'm, I'm like, uh, he knows that I'm a plastic surgeon because <laughs> I've previously operated on her. And I'm like, um, I think you're going to have to tell him. And, yeah, and she did, and he was kind of like, you know, they, they must, I don't don't know inside their relationship, but he was supportive afterwards, but I'm not quite sure why um, she felt the need to
0: hide that. But that is, that is definitely not commonplace. So she never actually communicated to you why, why she didn't want to share it with him. That's very interesting.
1: I I think that she thought that he would try and talk her out of it. um, And she had clearly decided on her own mind that, that's what she wanted and needed. Um, And so he was definitely on board afterwards. So I'm not, I'm pretty sure he probably would have been had she had had the conversation with him afterwards. That's
0: very interesting. We obviously have touched on the point through this, that there is an idea of plastic surgery being vanity driven and very narcissistic, but it's actually about self-love and the power of confidence in a person, isn't it, Richard?
2: Absolutely. And um, we've touched on this on a previous podcast, one of our our core principles is, is confidence. So, uh, a lot of these pr- procedures really are dramatically make a dramatic difference to people's confidence and how they approach relationships and e- how even how they are uh, at work uh, and the clothes that they wear. Uh, and it, it's amazing for us to see the the journeys and trans- transformations, not just physical, um, but as we get to know patients and and how much more confident they become. So that's very much a part of the surgery and it's a, a really important outcome.
0: Well, look, thank you very much for joining me, Kim and Richard, again. It's been a very interesting episode, looking at the aspect of people's journey. For anyone looking for more information or wanting to just find a community that they can talk to about their journey, please head to our social media pages, or even if you just want to ask a question to Alf, Richard and Kim, head on down. Thank you very much for joining me, Kim and Richard. Thanks, Alex. Thanks, Alex. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Keeping It Real. To keep up with our next episodes, go and subscribe on Spotify or iTunes or wherever it is that you get your podcast. If you have further questions or want to take the next step, visit www.replasticsurgery.com.au or follow Ree on social media.